Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, Remar Nurses. Welcome to Winning Wednesday. Tonight's topic, we are going to be going over the important points for NCLEX concerning AIDS. Yes, this topic is absolutely essential because when you're taking care of patients, you don't really know who could have a blood-borne or blood-contaminated virus. So we're getting into that. And I am challenging myself not to keep you long because we have been studying since Monday together. And so I'm really, I'm on the clock right now. I want to make sure that I don't keep you very long. Don't forget that we are doing something that comes from the V2. This is my comprehensive NCLEX review program. If you are under the sound of my voice, this is the program that I encourage every nursing student to get because it will indeed help you be more confident, more competent, and certainly pass your NCLEX exam. And because it is Love Your Content Week, don't forget we have the sales going on until Friday, Friday at midnight Eastern time, these sales will go away. And as you can see, we have included a six month offering for the V2. You've been hearing a lot about it since Love Your Content, but I want to present to you one final time. These are the sale prices you don't want to miss. So get in. Let me help you get this nursing license under control. We have a lot of jobs that need great nurses like yourself. So one month price, $69. Three month price, $109. And then the six month price is the former three month price, giving you three additional months for one 69. Yes, this is happening until Friday. I see you representing your country. And remember, if you already have quick facts for NCLEX, but you want to upgrade to the V2, then you will get a $10, additional $10 off of the course. You just put that quick facts in the garbage can when you're checking out because you don't need it. Okay, everybody, we are talking about AIDS today. And I have my friend with me, which is my clipboard. So clipboard today, so we can review quickly the basic principles of this condition. So we know AIDS targets what? What system of the body does AIDS affect? Let me put this in here. What system of the body does AIDS attack? All right. Okay, what do we have? I see the comments on the screen. Remember, this is Winning Wednesday, so I want you to be prepared to answer these questions to win. All right, so the system that the body attacks is the immune system. Very good. Now, specifically, when it comes to the immune system, what cells are involved? And this cell name is really, really important because the cell that AIDS attacks is the communication function of the immune system. So this is the cell that says, hey, there's a virus here. We need more B lymphocytes. We need more macrophages. Like, So AIDS make sure that that communication is disrupted. And that cell, yes, you have it, C 
CD4. CD4. I hope I'm bringing this to the front of your mind and you're not seeing this for the first time. If you are, it's okay. But definitely make sure you go back, um, even and look into your Quick Facts book and get this information because you need to know it. All right. What isolation precaution do we need to use for this condition? This condition. And it is a serious condition. So there's two answers I guess I'll accept. But one is going to be, uh, hmm, well, I guess they're both important. Just give me both of them. There's two isolations. They're important for different reasons. So I'll say that. Two isolation precautions that I'm looking for. Ah, okay. So the first one is, how am I going to do this? The first one is this. Okay. Universal. Universal precautions for AIDS or HIV because it is a blood illness. And we don't really know what anyone's blood has. So we handle all blood as if it was contaminated, okay? So we're gonna use universal precautions, standard universal precautions. And then the other one that I would have accepted and a couple people have it is the reverse isolation because we want to protect our patients if they are immunocompromised from who we want to protect our patients from ourselves because people carry germs and so this is reverse isolation for a patient with a compromised immune system remember the treatment class is what type of medications in general it is the a are, um, AR, mm, well, I guess it could be ARV, antiretrovirals. <laughs> That's what I'll put, antiretrovirals. And these medications are very important because they stop the virus from replicating, which it wants to do. Now, there are two complications that you must know for NCLEX, this is very important. They are peripheral neuropathy and bone marrow suppression. And the reason why I put these two here for you to know is because these medications cause these side effects. So you need to be monitoring your patient for these two things. If they're in treatment on the NCLEX exam, for AIDS. And that will show that you know your content and that you're a safe nurse. So make sure that you are doing just that. Studying content, showing up to class on Mondays and Wednesdays helps you to take in the things that you're studying with me in V2. So class is in session now. We're talking about acquired immunodeficiency syndrome. This is a chronic possibly life-threatening disorder caused by what? What causes AIDS? What is the root of it? It is the human immunodeficiency virus. That's right. AIDS affects the body's ability to defend itself against diseases by damaging the immune system. Specifically, we know those CD4 cells are going to be attacked. And it's, it is interesting to note that 
everybody who has HIV does not necessarily progress to AIDS, but we do know that everyone who has AIDS certainly started with HIV, HIV. So what's the difference? What is the difference? Well, it is this, the difference between AIDS and HIV. HIV is an infection that targets the body's immune system, okay, and destroys CD4 cells, which are um, a type of a white blood cell. So it lowers a person's immunity against opportunistic infections. Whereas AIDS is the disease that can develop as a result of a primary HIV infection. So this happens when the immune system is seriously compromised. How is AIDS transmitted? How is HIV transmitted? A person can be affected with HIV if contaminated blood, sperm, or vaginal fluids enter the body. And that can occur in numerous ways. So sexual activity, sharing needles, blood transfusions, and during pregnancy, if there is a vaginal delivery or breastfeeding. Now remember, there are many ways that you can contract HIV or AIDS, but saliva through saliva is not one of them. So kissing, even though it can be considered a sexual activity, it does not transmit the HIV virus, right? Hey, what are the signs and symptoms of AIDS or acute HIV as a primary infection? We're going to have um, a very contagious patient. So clients with high levels of HIV are highly contagious. Most clients will exhibit flu-like symptoms within two to four weeks, okay? If the client has flu-like symptoms or has been exposed to someone with HIV, it is best that they be tested. And what are the possible signs and symptoms? Look at these signs and symptoms. What do they present like, all right? Because I know it says flu-like symptoms and that's cool, but actually... AIDS or HIV, it presents like another condition. Check this out. The patient will have fever, headache, joint and muscle pain, a rash, throat soreness, swollen lymph glands, diarrhea, loss of weight, coughing or sweating at night. What does that sound like? What does that sound like to you? Especially check out sore throat, swollen lymph glands, diarrhea, headache, fever. And some people are like, Regina, that could be anything. I don't know. That could be literally anything. But no, it is mono, mono. It doesn't, these are the signs and symptoms also of mono, mononucleosis. Do you know what that is? So AIDS can present like that in the beginning. Some patients don't know in the beginning that they have AIDS. They just say, oh, I'm sick um, until they get tested. So what is the investigation or the diagnosis? Well, you have the enzyme immunoassay, commonly 
uh, referred to enzyme link immunosorbent test or ELISA that is used to detect HIV antigens and antibodies in the blood. You can also do an antibody testing to see if your patient has the antibodies for HIV. And then, um, or a nucleate acid testing, a NAT testing, okay? These tests are used to detect uh, the presence of the virus in the blood, so the viral load. What is the time frame for each HIV test? I'm simply going to read this to you. The rapid antigen antibody test. This is the one that is done on um, college campuses, in the community health centers. If a person comes in and they say they want to be tested for HIV, normally they can get tested for free or at a reduced cost, but they're going to get the finger stick. And this is able to detect HIV anywhere from 18 to 90 days after exposure. Okay. The antigen antibody test, this is actually a lab test where blood is drawn from where? From the vein. And it is able to detect the HIV virus from 18 to 45 days. Now, you don't have to remember these numbers, but do be familiar at how the test is carried out. The nucleic acid test is done, and this is also a blood test, but it only may detect HIV 10 to 33 days after exposure. Okay, I have some NCLEX questions coming up, so make sure that you stay tuned. Just a few, three today. Treatment. Currently, this is important because of what you see in the media right now concerning AIDS or HIV, currently there is no treatment for HIV or AIDS. The attempt is to moderate, mitigate the symptoms, all right? Um, however, numerous drugs can manage HIV and help avoid the complications associated with the virus. The antiretroviral therapy ART is the type of HIV treatment. We talked about that. And it, it is needed daily, daily, a daily regimen. Other classes of HIV medications are the non-nucleoside reverse transcriptase inhibitors, okay? NNRTs. Also, we have, what do we have here? Nucleoside or nucleotide reverse transcriptase inhibitors. Protease inhibitors and fusion inhibitors. So all of these medications are aimed at suppressing the virus. That is how most of the treatment is going to be secured for the patient. So look for those type of questions on your NCLEX exam. How is the patient's body responding to the medication that they're given when they have AIDS? How often must they take it, right? They may take, take it every day for how long? For the rest of their lives. Those general types of principles are what the nursing profession needs to be able to demonstrate. Okay? All right. Also, as far as nurse management goes, we are doing a lot of education because HIV, 
or AIDS is considered a chronic illness, meaning the patient will have them their entire life. So we identify the client appropriately. We refrain from using fear or judgment. I mean, what's the reason why we have to identify the patient appropriately? What is the main reason with that? Well, the main reason is because there has been instances where patients have been given the wrong test results. And this is not a diagnosis that you want to make a mistake in. Okay, so identifying the patient, right? Refraining from using fear as an argument, avoiding messages that are judgmental or, or moralistic, you know, of maybe making comments about a patient's lifestyle, how they possibly contracted the virus. These are no-nos, we're not gonna do this. Maintain consistency and conciseness, make use of a positive statement, and then also give proper guidance, give proper guidance. Again, we are using universal or standard precautions, and this is the best way to uh, protect ourselves from coming in contact with this virus as well. Performing hand hygiene. So washing your hands before and after you leave the room is also important. Okay, here we go. We're going to do our questions. We are going to just warm up a little bit. It's Valentine's Day. I promised you I wouldn't hold you, but I do want you to make sure that you understand these general principles of HIV or AIDS. So here's the first question. Question number one. HIV is an infection that targets the body's immune system. Which cells are attacked by HIV causing a weakening of the immune system? Number one, CD8 cells. Two, CD5, six cells. Three, CD4 cells. Or four, CD14 cells. Well, I know who I'm talking to. I know who I have in the room. I do want to, I, I just wanted to warm you up, okay? I wanted you to see that when you study the content of something, you can do the questions and you feel more comfortable. All right, let's warm it up because of course it's CD4 cells. These are the cells that fight infection in the immune system. They use a variety of white blood cells. HIV is known to attack white blood cells, also known as CD4 cells. HIV enters the CD4 cells and replicates itself. So new copies of HIV also seek additional CD4 cells to infect those cells and restart the cycle. It's a very terrible virus, very vicious. Okay, here's a question number two. Let me make it big. A nurse is caring for a critically ill patient with AIDS who presents with severe respiratory distress. The patient is already receiving antiretroviral therapy and prophylactic antibiotics. Despite these measures, the patient's oxygen saturation is dropping rapidly. Which intervention should the nurse prioritize? Number one, initiating invasive mechanical ventilation. Two, administering high-dose corticosteroids. Three, performing endotracheal intubation. Four, administering nebulized bronchodilators.
Ooh, so this patient has a lot going on. They have AIDS. They have severe respiratory distress syndrome. What are we going to do here? See the answers on the screen. And I know there are two that look very good. And you're probably thinking, mm, which one is it? Remember, everything that you need to know is right there in front of you. You don't have to go anywhere for it. The status of your patient reflects what you need to do. So despite the answers I see on the screen, I'm moving forward. I'm moving forward. This is the answer. It's number one, initiating invasive mechanical ventilation. Why is it number one? I saw some people put, um, here we go, I'm sorry. I saw some people put give corticosteroids, also performing endotracheal intubation, nebulizers. No, 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 no. We need to get this patient mechanical ventilation because they are not able to oxygenate appropriately. They're critically ill. They have severe respiratory distress syndrome. They're already on antiretroviral therapy, but this says, and prophylactic antibiotics. antibiotics. Despite these measures, what's happening? The patient's oxygenation saturation is rapidly doing what? That means they're not ventilating. They're not getting oxygen. So initiating invasive mechanical ventilation is going to be the best treatment for this patient because we need to what? Maintain oxygenation and ventilation. And so the mechanical ventilator will support the patient. Once the patient's condition stabilizes, further assessment and treatment can be provided, but you know we have to make sure that that happens first. So this was actually a safety question. Um, if, if you had put the performing endotracheal intubation, well, when you perform the intubation, that does not necessarily mean that the ventilations are going to happen. And so even though this looks good, because number one actually mentioned the issue, which is the, the lack of oxygenation, and it solves that problem, that's why this is the correct answer. I hope you see this. I hope you see this. Okay, next question is this. Ah, a nurse is caring for a patient with AIDS who has severe bacterial infection. They have a severe bacterial infection. The patient is receiving what? Well, we know it's going to be antiretroviral therapy and has a CD4 count of 50. Hmm. The healthcare provider has prescribed vancomycin as the treatment of choice, which is the nurse's priority action before initiating this vancomycin. Wow, lots of things going on here. Number one, though, is it going to be administering an antipyretic to reduce fever? Two, assessing the patient's renal function. Three, initiating intravenous hydration. Or four, 
administering a proton pump inhibitor for gastric protection. Mm. So you're given a lot of information about your patient. But what type of question is this? What type of question is this? It is a priority question, but this is a this is a pharmacology question. Even though it seems to focus on the patient, the patient really has nothing to do with this. It could literally be any patient. Patient doesn't necessarily have to have AIDS at all. This is a question about what medication. Okay. And again, if you have quick facts. Let me show you this beautifulness in the back of the book. I'm, if this is your first time and you don't have this book, let me show you. It has a small section in the back, all pharmacology. Pharmacology. So if pharmacology is your weakness and you know if it is, this book will help you. And also, if you did not get this right, let's go over the right answer. It is indeed assessing the patient's renal function because one thing about vancomycin it is a very powerful antibiotic and it will damage the kidneys and what else okay it will cause nephrotoxicity and also very basic safety point ototoxicity nephrotoxicity and ototoxicity so um Yes, we have to assess our patient's renal function because of that nephrotoxicity concern. So monitoring the renal function is crucial to detect the baseline for any renal impairment. And also it will help to see if the patient is able to manage their own dehydration or hydration during this treatment. Okay, everyone, listen. I love studying with you. We have been doing it for three days straight, but the work that you need to do is work that you do on your own. I know some students ask all the time, if I get an NCLEX instructor, I'm going to be so better. If I get a one-to-one tutor, if I get private tutoring, there are people who fail after spending thousands of dollars on a private tutor. Do you know why? because they become so dependent on that private tutor being there that when that private tutor is not there on the actual test date, they fall into negative habits like second guessing themselves and anxiety. So I encourage you to come to this class with myself and the group, but it is the work that you do at home by yourself that actually prepares you for the exam. So my program is a independent program for that reason. I have learned that students who do the program and you're gonna get the content lectures, the question bank, you'll also get the CAT exams as a simulator. You'll get my quick facts book, the printable work, but look at all these things you're getting, a daily study calendar, All of those things work together so that you feel supported and that you feel comfortable to move forward. If I lay out the plan for you, I'm positive you will do it. But 
if you don't have a plan, what happens? It's just like if you're going to a new restaurant and you don't have directions, you're going to go down this street and turn this street and go, and you're going to go all over when you could have just went straight there. And so having the direction on which way to study, what to study, how long to study, what not to study saves you so much time. And the V2 will solve that problem for you. If that's a problem where you don't know what to study, or how long you should be studying, V2 will solve that problem for you. So check it out again. This sale that you see in front of you will end on Friday. I'm telling you now, I'm telling you now. Also, um, when you are studying the program, understand that these resources that I present to you are not supposed to be used with anything else. Just focus on one program, okay? Don't bounce around from all different sources. It will confuse you. And you won't get the results that you want. So everything that you need in one place is called NCLEX V2. If you want to check it out, please go to my website, remarnurse.com. And you can join the free trial, whether you're an RN or a PN. Well, again, happy Valentine's Day, everyone. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I promise that I won't keep you today. AIDS was presented. We understood it. You guys smashed those questions. Great job, everyone. And guess what? I will see you on Monday. I will see you on Monday. Have a great evening. Or I might see you inside of the V2 if you have it, if you have it. All right. Free trial or the full program, you should be in one of two places, particularly if you have your NCLEX. I find um, if you have your NCLEX date coming, I find that when you do the free trial, you're able to ask me better questions about what your experience should be or what you're getting with the program. So give it a try. Give the free trial a try. Um, it's also easy to get into. Let me tell you the website to get the free trial. It is remarnurse.com forward slash free. That's it. Remarnurse.com forward slash three. Also, you can text me directly. I like to get text messages at 855-696-0132. And remember, you want to text the word NCLEX to this number. And that's how the conversation starts. So 855-696-0132, the word NCLEX. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me. This has been a fantastic week. We had Love Your Content day one and day two. And we're following it up with the Winning Wednesday. So again, everything that we do here is for you to get your license. So I'm so glad that you showed up for class. You're making the sacrifices and doing the work. And the reward will come, okay? The NCLEX is a small giant, all right, in your challenge and your struggles. You will overcome it and you will be on to bigger things. Passing the NCLEX is available for you but you've got to do the work. And so showing up to class next Monday at noon is when we have class, Eastern Standard Time. And then next Wednesday, we will also have a class, okay? So I will see you guys later. Good night. I can't